Welcome to Sober Shockingly, a podcast about the unexpected joys, tears, and surprises that come with sobriety. I'm Trina. I'm your host, a former messy party girl, mom of two, coach, and content creator. After becoming sober from alcohol, I unapologetically became obsessed with this up-leveled version of myself. So I decided to share my raw, honest, and sometimes shocking experience in this alcohol-free world. Join us for some relentlessly real conversations about sobriety. Let's do this. Hey guys, it's Trina. Welcome to another episode of Sober Shockingly. How are you guys? (laughs) I've been really good lately. Um, Just kind of taking care of myself, getting the kids ready for the millions of Christmas events we are going to. It's been a whirlwind. (laughs) Uh, My kids are older now. They're not babies anymore, but we still get into the Christmas spirit. We go to like pretty much every town around us has some kind of Christmas event. So it's been so cute and so fun to go get hot chocolate and walk around. And surprisingly, this year, there has not been many alcohol-related events. I'm kind of shocked about that, but like in a really good way. I was able to go to late-night events and all these things with my kids, and I didn't have to worry about being triggered to drink or wanting to leave because I was overwhelmed. It was just really good experiences for me so far. I know that's not always the case, but we have to celebrate our wins, and that was awesome. (laughs) I also recently had a friend who posted that she was 70 days sober. Shout out, Taylor. I love that. I feel like anytime your friend even if you don't talk every day, is saying they are sober. That's a huge win. That's something to celebrate. And don't be scared to send them a card, give them a call, whatever it may be. I have been so good about celebrating little things since I stopped drinking. And I love it. I feel like it lights this fire inside of me. It's just fun for me to give little gifts or like a little cheers to people. I really feel good about myself when I do that it's definitely gift giving is my love language like let me just curate this gift for you so Christmas is a great time to for me to dip into that um, serotonin to boost my mood for example tomorrow I took off work I'm gonna have a self-care day in a fun way I am having my sister and one of my closest friends get together. We're going to have a cookie baking day. And this episode will be launched after they get it. So I'm not worried about them hearing this. But I curated this little Christmas box with like Christmas spatula, Christmas oven mitts, cutouts, hair ties that are Christmas themes, just like a bunch of cute little things. And I can't wait to give it to them. That's what I mean. Even when it's not the holidays, there is something about giving someone something that you know they're going to think, this is useful or like, this is so cute. This was like a little extra thing that Katrina got me. I don't know about you guys, but that makes me feel so freaking good. I love it. So this season has been pure joy so far. And I'm so thankful because I know for a lot of people and for me in previous years, it was not always that way. Year just 
sometimes reminds me of probably the worst drinking stage of my life, um, which I want to just share about share with you guys, just so you guys know that even though I try to stay positive and do my best to make everyone feel good, like I know what it's like to be at your worst. I know what it's like when you're trying so hard to do all these good things and get your life together and it's just not working out. I know what it's like when the best way you can take care of yourself is to actually hurt yourself. So I was at a period where I was living with my kids and myself in this tiny apartment that I loved. It was wonderful. It was so small. It was two bedrooms. It was at the top floor. You could hear everything. It had like one bolt lock. That was it. But I loved it. It was mine. It was my kids. And it was such a beautiful memory as far as my relationship with my kids because it was just us three and it was small but we were so happy there's so much laughs there there was no expectations it was it was a really beautiful time yet it was also the worst drinking period of my life I was separated from my husband I was stuck on this guy I briefly dated after who is such an amazing person but I did not understand what I was doing wrong so I really like clung on to that relationship in a extremely unhealthy way he didn't even live by me and I was just so distraught it wasn't it wasn't normal like I should have been like I need to go to therapy. There's something bigger here. But instead, I was just like, I'm going to drink with my friends. (laughs) And so I did that for months. And there was this one time around Christmas, everyone comes home for Christmas. I was so stressed. The guy I was dating was flaky. Um, You know, my ex was in town seeing my children's father, who is just the best guy ever, And it was just all these things at once. I'm a very empathetic person. So if I had even a short relationship with someone, I feel like I hold on to that like feeling of connection with that person because I do think it's really special. So it's really hard for me. And I get along with all all of my exes, really. I mean, they may not like me all the way, but for the most part, we get along. So it was a really hard period of time because... I was so annoying and I was so dangerous. I was drinking all the time. I was just not dangerous to like other people, but myself. I was very into self-harm in the form of hooking up with random people, um, spending all of my money on booze, hanging out with strangers until 3 a.m. It just wasn't a good look. Anytime I did not have my kids, I was drinking. I it. I didn't think that we were allowed to get a babysitter or not have your kids and just be. I thought that was always the time where I'm supposed to be drinking. So this particular night, my kids were away and I just wanted to get out of the house. And I did not want to stay in the town I was in because I knew that's where like most of my exes would be. And I know myself and if I find out there anywhere near me I would try to go so I went 
I stayed away. <laughs> I went to New York to this cute little like cabin bar and I'll explain what happened. Basically, the guy I was dating was being flaky. You know, my children's father was really stressing me out. I had a group of friends that I've been friends with since I was 14, 15 texting me, saying all these terrible things about me. They literally hung out, just said all these terrible things that you don't expect your friends will say, even as with a drinking problem to this day. Like, I admit my faults, but that was so painful because I didn't deserve that, and I know what I deserve. So I have all these people saying horrible things to me, um, texting my children's father about people I was hooking up with. Just, it was a mess. It was just so inappropriate. It was a mess, and it was painful for me even though I was doing wrong I was I was hurt because I think there was a better way to go about that situation so because I was feeling bad I drank heavily there was a friend there that it was her 21st birthday so we were doing shots we were drinking very very heavily and what do you know the ex walks in I am immediately just like crying for attention so I'm like I'm gonna get wasted drink so heavily um I blacked out I really don't remember much I know I made a fool of myself they kicked me out of the bar because I was just being so relentlessly annoying I took off my shirt in the parking lot they dragged me out um the girl that was driving was also drinking. Um, she ended up crashing her car. I got in a bar fight. I woke up with a black eye, bloody lip. I smelled disgusting. I guess when she crashed her car, I had another friend come and he like carried me away. Um, once the police officers got there, I guess I was like asking the police officers to make out. It was just not a good look like such a mess and the next morning I woke up and I had texts from these people that loved me that were just like Katrina it's not funny anymore like you can't drink you can't drink I had the girl who was driving tried to blame the crash on me um it was just not a good feeling I long story short it wasn't my fault. She was drinking, you know, at the end of the day she was drinking. She got, I think she ended up with a DUI. So that, you know, that's terrible. But at the time, just hearing all of these bad things happen, it does make you wonder like, oh, if I was sober, <laughs> all these people wouldn't be mad at me. If I was sober, maybe I could have offered to drive, you know, because you think about the night could have went a lot worse than it really did. So the next day, I woke up. My children's father took care of me. He stayed at my apartment because I was I was messed up. I had two black eyes. I I think I had a concussion probably. I was not feeling good. I was like a headache, all kinds of craziness was going on. And he looked at me and he was like, I don't even know who you are. And that hit me along with the several texts that I got from friends just saying, it's not funny anymore. That was scary. And I didn't remember any of it. So I had to call the bar the next day, the bar manager, because I apologize because that's the type of person that I am. And 
as I was apologizing, she was like, I'm not even mad. She was like, we were scared for you seeing you seeing blankness in your eyes. And that just, that really like devastated me. So I decided I wasn't going to drink. The next day was my first experience with social media. I went on TikTok. I made a video to hold myself accountable. Probably the first honest thing I did for myself in a long time. In the video, I explained what happened. And I said, I'm making this video for myself. I love myself. I deserve to be sober. And I'm telling you, the support I got from that video was beautiful. It made me feel like I was not alone. Like I had a purpose and that I had all these people out here, even if they were far away, states away, saying that I could reach out for them if I needed help. And that was beautiful. That was such an incredible feeling to have. Wasn't the last time I got sober. Um, I did end up drinking again a few months later, just being at work and things like that. However, it was the first time that I viewed my relationship with alcohol as something that could end my life. I was so scary. I didn't realize how bad I got. You know, when you're partying every weekend, it kind of becomes a blur of okayness. Like, it's funny that I hooked up with strangers. It's funny that I hooked up with older men. It's funny that I drank so much I puked. It's funny I stayed out till 3 a.m. Like, everything is so funny because your life's a joke. And I didn't realize who I even was anymore. I mean, how can you be certain of yourself when you are constantly putting on this mask of alcohol? I had to be drunk to feel wanted. I had to be drunk to get by. It was just overwhelming. So... This all happened shortly after Christmas, I think in 2020. So it was after the pandemic, all after all of these things that happened one after another. And it was just, it was too much. I had to take a step back and I'm so embarrassed of that night. But I will 100% tell that story a million times if it means it's going to prevent even just one person from feeling the way I did that night. Because it is something that will haunt me. It's something I pray on my knees every night. My children never have to go through. And I feel like Christmas is such a beautiful time, but seeing all these people coming home and just all these obligations we have, there's so much of a higher chance to like run into people. So for me, especially this year, I'm just doing my best to stay grounded, create boundaries, not get myself in trouble. And by trouble, I mean just not put myself in situations that are going to harm me because the trauma that I gave myself from hurting myself sticks with me to this day. And as I mentioned earlier, I am so empathetic towards people. So if I met you once, I heard your story once, I want to know how you're doing so like I want to talk to people I want to reach out and I want to catch up with old friends or like exes and you know just wish them well talk about their new families all these things but I have to protect my sobriety protect who I am as a person and I have to be careful because lately when I've been getting triggered it has been 
intense. Not only do I want to drink, but my mental health plummets. I have been feeling, not for long, I, I have a good toolkit and coach where I can kind of get out of it, but there are times where I feel just so heavy. I feel like there's no way I can get out of feeling all this, like, annoyance, this uncomfortableness with myself. It's like, I don't hate myself anymore, but I'm not enjoying who I am. And it's, it's all due to when I get those triggering memories back. So this brings me back to what I said at the beginning, the fact that I have been places without any alcohol, the fact that I have been places with out all of these triggering memories and I've been able to catch up with friends and not have to watch them drink the whole time has been a blessing. It's been a dream come true because your girl is not good with boundaries normally and I am killing it lately. Like I am just team Katrina all the way. If it doesn't serve me, I'm letting it go and that's a beautiful thing to see my own self-progress compared to what I used to be. I'm not fixed all the way yet, but I'm getting there. And I am just really, really proud of myself. (laughs) And I'm proud of you guys too. I have been going over what I'm going to do for like New Year's resolutions. I'm really good with resolutions, shockingly. (laughs) Even when I was drinking, I've always been really good. Like one year, I was like, I'm not going to buy any clothing or accessory that's black because I wanted to, you know, spice up my wardrobe. The year I got sober, I unknowingly, this is kind of cool, I didn't bleach my hair. I used to have bleach blonde hair and bleach it every like two to three weeks. Um, I'm a cosmetologist, if you guys didn't know. So that was my first kind of job has been doing hair. I've transferred over and do like weddings and like a few people here and there it's not my full-time job anymore but yeah I bleach blonde hair and I didn't dye my hair for a whole year and that was also the year I got sober so (laughs) it was a huge transformation inside and out but this year I am just wanting to take care of myself and I want to get my body healthy in a not cheesy generic way. I want to see what it takes for me to get my body healthy. I want to see what it takes to get like I'm okay, this is a great example. I'm taking care of my skin. So, I just got botox for the first time. Ooh. <laughs> it's no one around me gets botox. It's really like cliche, it's shamed upon. Um my daughter's father is kind of like a doucher and I feel like he made fun of me for it before but you have to do what you have to do when you feel self-conscious if you want to do it for you go for it if not don't it's as simple as that I'm also got prescribed tretinoin and tretinoil something like that um from my dermatologist I've been breaking out terribly lately so it's been rough the first I'm almost two years sober. The first year, nine months, and three weeks, (laughs) I have been focused on just being sober, just, you know, preparing myself for these strange cravings that might come up, preparing myself for just being successful in sobriety, um, creating that foundation, and making sure my mental health is taken care of. So now I'm 
at the point where I'm ready to commit to the outside and part of that commitment is staying away from places that are going to trigger me to binge or to skip washing my face or to cry all night so that my eyes are puffy. I'm a crier. I love to cry. <laughs> I feel everything so hard. So even a sad song, movie, if I think about a memory for too long, I cry. If I think about someone that doesn't like me that I have good memories with, I cry. If I think about closure that I didn't get, I cry. Um, so I'm going to try to like do scheduled cry sessions where like once a day, I'll have 15 minutes to just feel everything and walk away. Someone told me that, um, it was one of you guys, someone DM'd me and we just got into talking and they were like, oh, my like therapist told me to try this because I'm like a very emotional person and I've been trying it not every day, but like a few days a week and it's been working really, really well. It's so fun for me because I'm like, oh, this is my emotional time. Like lock myself in my bathroom. Um, but yeah, just little things like that I feel like are going to help me just start fresh in 2024. We still have like more than four weeks to decide our resolutions, but I'm implementing some healthier habits now so that's when it gets closer to Christmas and when I start seeing people that I'm not mentally prepared to or whatever I have those tools to feel in a normal way quote normal (laughs) unquote and when I am having extra days where I need more support for my anxiety or depression than others I'm not getting stuck in the past and I'm not dwelling on for example that day in December um I'm kind of just I don't know, like, I get scared that I I think about that day so often, and it is so, so, so hard to get over even after all these years, so I'm trying to focus on resolutions and things like that so that I can enjoy the happy memories and not get stuck on that one bad day, because at the same time, I am trying to just be grateful for that day and the way it shaped my sobriety in this fu- in this future and <laughs> in the way that it did because it's really kind of a staple and a turning point to me taking my sobriety seriously. So I hope that helps. That's another little holiday quick episode I wanted to give out to you guys so you guys can get to know me, ask questions about my experience, and I hope it really helped you. If you need some extra support, DM me. I'm always here. I can get you some resources. I'll link them in the show notes also. I have the journal. And there's a ton of podcasts out there. I have a bunch of podcast friends that I just really enjoy. Anything from spiritual to self-development, of course, sobriety. So do not be afraid. I am here And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sober Shockingly.